Sometimes the message we need to recognize is so simple, but we need to hear it over and over and over again. I've found this to be the case when talking about one of my favorite topics, creating confidence in your life. I believe that as women, we stand in our own way far more than any external obstacles we may face. I wish it were as simple as waving a magic wand and sharing the feeling of loving yourself and living your best life because of it. But it takes some serious mindset shifts. And today I'm welcoming Sally Edgerly, a superstar in the direct sales industry who is now embarking on a new journey as a confidence coach. Stay tuned to find out more about how you can shift your thinking, increase your self-esteem, and step into the woman you were meant to be. It's time to grow into your glow. Welcome back to the Grow Into Your Glow podcast. We are chugging right along with season one, part two. All of the conversations thus far have been so meaningful, so impactful, and I cannot wait to introduce you today to Sally Edgerly, and she is a friend and mentor of mine. We work together, and we also have become really close in the last couple months just being able to brainstorm and talk shop, and something that has come up and is such a nice connection between us is the idea of confidence. And we're both kind of embarking on this journey of being able to coach other women, mentor other women, Goss Boss, my brand, obviously leaning a bit more into the body confidence and the body image issues that we struggle with as women. And Sally is leaning more into the mindset and figuring out what confidence can do for you both personally and professionally. And so without further ado, welcome, Sally. So excited to have you on today's podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I just love everything that you are about and the information that you're trying to spread and give to women is just so valuable. So Tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your journey and how you got to this point. Sure. Um, okay. So I am a mom of three, um, three kids, two dogs, <laughs> and I have an interesting, an interesting past, an interesting journey. I think that people are always curious about because I started out as a trial attorney and now I'm a confidence coach and, and wine entrepreneur. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I started out as a trial attorney right after school. And when I had kids, um, I wanted to be home with my babies and realized that was, you know, a high stress environment to, to be a mom. in. so I was home with my kids, but, um, my journey has been interesting. It's, it's really, when I look back, it's just been a, a path of kind of following my gut and being open to opportunity. So I went from being home with them, getting a little bit antsy, wanting some, some, something to myself which I feel like a lot of moms experience. <laughs> I was drowning in diapers and it was just all about them, you know? So, um, so I actually started blogging originally and that was a blast. I, I taught myself to be a pretty decent photographer. Um, I wrote all my own content. So I realized how much I love writing. Um, and I started getting a lot of partnerships with, you know, companies and products and things like that. Um, that segued to becoming a sales entrepreneur for various brands. And then 
in coaching my my wine team is over 1200 people so that turned into more as much of a coaching job as a entrepreneurial job and the more women i coached the realize I, the more i realized that even though it came out in different ways really the majority of issues that my teammates were having really boiled down to confidence so i built out a, a coaching um a confidence coaching business next and um and then we'll we'll see what comes from this i'm just, you know oh like you always growing you started as a photographer and now you're branching out into you know being a public speaker and, and helping women with confidence so that's been kind of my my journey so far and um and i've really just launched the the confidence program yeah so so tell everyone just a little bit about um what you've experienced as as a wine entrepreneur and and how confidence has played a part in being really successful at selling the product and and growing a team sure um i think the biggest thing <laughs> i preach this a lot is the reason i'm successful i believe is because i do it how i want to do it so i play to my strengths i do what feels good and comfortable and authentic for me. So for instance, you know, some, a couple examples are, you know, a lot of these direct sales companies preach how to do it, how to do it, how to do it. Like back in the day, it was jewelry parties. You have these parties in person. And now with wine, it's like in-person tastings, in-person tastings, you get to do this, do it this way. And they give you all this training and all this put you in a box. This is how you do it. And that is just not me. Like I'm not doing this so that I can leave my family at night and on weekends to do wine tastings for strangers. <laughs> like <laughs> I don't. So one part of why I think I'm successful is when I'm sharing even back to products. Like when I share products on social media, um, I share the products that I love. So I'm genuinely <laughs> hopping on to be like, I love this bottle. I love this wine. I love this product. Um, so I probably talk about one tenth of the products we sell because I talk about what I love and I think that comes through to people. So, you know, part of success, I think, has been just sharing with authenticity and genuine excitement. And the other part is just finding my own way because I just I feel like it would come across unnatural and ineffective quite frankly, if I did it, how they tell me to do it. So just having the confidence to do it, how I want to do it, which is different from how they tell you. So, it, and it's like, we don't all, we're not all the same. So, you know, this big pitfall is looking at somebody else and, and seeing like, oh, she succeeded doing it this way. I'll do that too. Well, like we don't all have the same skills and the same talents and, and all that. So it's just like finding your own way to, um, to share authentically and make things work. Um, even with, with building a team, people really struggle with building a team. And my advice in that regard is like, you know, if I make a list of people to share this opportunity with, it is a genuine list with people and reasons why it's about them, reasons why I think they would enjoy this. So that when I'm reaching out to someone, it does not feel icky to me. It feels like I put a lot of thought into this. Mm -hmm. Here's why I genuinely think you would love this. And sometimes it's like, 
you know, a friend whose kids aren't at home anymore. And I feel like she would really find like personal fulfillment out of this. Um, other times it's like a friend is struggling and I know she could use some extra money or maybe she's involved in a nonprofit or, but whatever angle I find to approach that person, it's not about me and building my team. It's about her and how this would be joyful for, to her. So it's just like the authenticity. Yeah. And I think that is what we've talked about. A lot of women struggle with is being comfortable in their own skin and really embracing who they are, because it doesn't matter whether you're in direct sales, if you are an entrepreneur in another industry, if you have a nine to five, you're clocking in every day, you know, to work for another company that it's really about being comfortable and confident in your skin so that you can succeed in your own way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I literally wrote what I was scratching down notes just because so, I didn't want to forget things. One of the things I wrote down is confidence is as simple as being comfortable with yourself. So even going to like what you do in you're more, you know, do I look good in the picture? Do I feel good in the picture? It's like, you could take a, a wacky hat. <laughs> or how many times have you said to, said to somebody, oh my God, that looks so amazing on you. I can never pull it off. Right. Mm-hmm. Every woman says that at some point, that looks amazing on you. I could never wear that. I can never pull that off. Well, like, yeah, you can like take the wacky hat and you put that on. It's how you wear it and own it. That makes it a good looking hat. <laughs> you know, it's like, you could wear any outfit you want and whatever the woman is you're complimenting, like you could wear that outfit too. It's how you own it and carry yourself wearing the thing. It's not actually how the thing looks, you know what I mean? That's the energy you're giving off, the confidence you're giving off. Like, damn, I look good in this crazy hat, don't I? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I love that. So that's actually a perfect segue because I think a lot of people assume that confidence is external only. So if I wear this cute outfit or, or fun hat, if I put on makeup, blow out my hair, then I'll feel good. But what I've learned over the years is just so much of creating confidence starts on the inside. And I think you can attest to that too. So do you have any tips on how to get started, you know, with that mindset work? Two big things I noticed are one, women like obsessively worry about what other people think. So that's like, they want everybody to like them. They're worried about everybody's going to think. It's kind of like one category of women. Um, And the other is comparing ourselves to others. And we always go the negative route there. It's, It's never, you know, like we're always... I don't do it as well as she does. Or wow, look at her. She does that. I I couldn't do that though. So those are kind of two things that come up a lot. I think when I'm coaching women and they're struggling to find success. And the thing is, is like, let's take the worrying what others think. You guys don't love everybody out there or what they say or do or have to offer, right? Like we don't, and that's fine. Why do we expect, why do we need or feel like we need everybody to love us and what we have to say? Like we don't need to. (laughs) So just getting comfortable with the fact that like when you share yourself, what you love, your opinion, anything, when you're just putting yourself out there as, as honestly as you can, 
it's not so that everybody loves you. It's so that you find the people who do love you, mm-hmm. you know, like who will love you. So we don't all speak the same language and love the same things. But if we don't know who we are, we're going to end up attracting kind of nobody or no one genuine. You know what I mean? Like you can have a hundred friends and none of them actually know who you are. That's not a true friendship or a true, true relationship. So being comfortable saying like, I'm going to be exactly me. And it's okay that everyone might not love that, but it'll attract the people who do. So like, I remember that I was, I was so nervous the very first time I, I pressed, I pressed post on like my very first blog post. And it was something really silly, like spring jackets I liked or something. Like something <laughs> that really did not matter at all. And but you know, like for a second, I was like, oh my God, what if people are like, those jackets are ugly? <laughs> or like, <laughs> or like, who is she to to give fashion advice? The guy, you know, like I had the doubts going through my head. So it's not that the doubts ever go away, it's how we handle them. So mm-hmm. in an instant, my mind was like, well, who cares if they don't like my opinion? They don't need to follow me then. Click. And I posted it. So just having the, the mentality of like, put yourself out there exactly who you are and, and you'll attract the, the right people. Um, and then the, the comparing yourself to other people. It's just recognizing like, you know, how I was saying how to go about sales, doing it your way. It's like, it doesn't matter how somebody else does something. You know, it's like, do, do things your way. Um, and your skills are things that she doesn't have. You know what I mean? So it's like, I have this partner and she's like Miss Analytic, you know, whiz at spreadsheets and she can tell you all the data and that really serves her. Like she is a very successful business too, but that's because she's like, oh, this person ordered this wine. She'll probably like this wine. She's probably out because she ordered then. Like, that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> but she would never go on social media, do like a silly reel and just like have fun with it. And that's what I do. So it's just like, instead of comparing, it's just about looking at the woman and being like, uh-huh, I recognize your superpowers. Mine are different. Right. And that's Okay. I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head with those two things. And thinking about that, I always tell people there's no, there's no magic wand. There's no magic potion there. I can't give you confidence in a bottle and you just take a shot and you're like, great. I feel, I feel good. Let's, let's conquer this. Um, But knowing that, what are some things that you think you know, woman could do, whether it's personally or professionally to kind of get started on this journey. What are, what are some things that maybe have helped you or that you have, have shared with others to, to just move forward in their most authentic selves? Yeah. I mean, here's an example of flipping a switch. Like, so let's, let's take our, our sales industry. Um, a lot of women, struggle with identity. So, and that's like, that's totally society put that on us. Like we're only important if we have a degree, we're only important if we have a job that has a title that everybody recognizes, like, (laughs) like society put on us these labels that matter or don't matter. So fast forward and like, here I am, this is, you know, this is a couple of years ago and I'm selling wine 
And I felt like I needed people to know, like, I don't just peddle wine. I have a law degree. It was this like insecurity. Mm -hmm. And um, I wasn't owning my choice. You know, I wasn't owning my decision to do this and being proud of it. And so I wasn't really embracing the whole opportunity. Then, you know, my business was growing and I hit my first $10,000 a month. And I just sat there laughing. I was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm such an idiot. I was like, it's not, I don't just sell wine. I have a law degree. It's actually, ha, I have a law degree and I choose to do this instead mm. because it's so much more joyful. I'm not arguing with people every day. I don't have clients pissed at me. I have people spreading joy with wine coming to me to make these purchases and this switch flipped, like you're saying, I flipped my own narrative. And so then, and it wasn't, you know, like that, that stigma came because I did have people be like, wait, you have a law degree and you do this. And it always came with a tone and a <laughs> and it, it, it like that's, it made me feel this big, you know, teeny tiny when people would do that to me. And once that switch flipped though, so did my response to, to that inquiry. Like when people say that to me now, I'm like, damn straight. Wouldn't you rather sell wine than be <laughs> in a courtroom? So it's like owning your decisions. And that now there's all these women that I coach and it's, they do, I watch them, they do the same thing. And they're like, well, this isn't really who I am. Like I, 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 I'm actually like, I, I was a pharmacist. I was this, I was that, I was this. And I'm like, that's okay. You can be all that stuff, but you're choosing to do this now. So it's like, I think recognize learning to help yourself recognize all these out, all the voices in our heads, the doubts in our head and the opinions that people project on us. They're, they're never going to go away. They're always going to be there, but just like in every situation, try flipping the narrative, like you said. So like, for instance, let's say you want to post something and you're like, oh gosh, what if, what if, what is Mary going to say? And Jane might not like this. And you know, like you're, if your mind goes towards wondering what negative people things, things people are going to say, try saying to yourself, I know that Scarlett's going to love this bottle or like, I know, think of someone, you know, is going to love the product that you have to share. Think of it as, you know, I have some people when they're in sales and they're like, oh, I just feel like I'm pestering people. I'm pestering people when, when you're posting or doing whatever. And I'm like, no, think of it as you're offering a service. Like you, all you're doing is put like for me, all I'm doing is posting this sparkly bottle because it's beautiful and fun and festive. So if you don't need the bottle, they're not going to be mad and hating on me because I posted <laughs> it. <laughs> like that's just silly. Uh, they're not going to be like, oh, here she is pestering me with her joyous bottles again. <laughs> Instead, it's like, realize that someone's going to see that and be like, oh my God, there's bottles covered in glitter. Like, ooh, you know, think of every time your mind wants to go somewhere negative, flip somewhere positive. If you're thinking that someone's going to say something negative about you, give yourself a compliment. Like you probably see your friend on social media and you're like, oh, I'm happy to see my friend's face or hear her voice and 
it's likewise, that's what they're thinking to you too. So like back to the last time I really felt that insecurity was like when I was starting that blog and, and I was a little bit nervous about what people would think. And the very first time I went to like a party after that, I wasn't even up the driveway and this woman came flying down the driveway and she was like, oh my gosh, I just, I'm so impressed. I could never put myself out there like that. Like I, I'm just in awe of you that you can put yourself out there like that. And we don't think that we just, we always, it's a human tendency to always go negative. So I guess I just challenge all of you guys to like, when you feel the negative thought creep in, take a step back and think like, I wonder what positive thing they're thinking about me. Oh, wow. She's brave enough to put herself out there. Oh, she's sharing this fun product that I need or I love, or maybe I don't need. I'm still not upset about it. So just like every time you get one of those negative thoughts, step back and think what the opposite. And I think the other thing that you really touched on too, and, and something that I want to acknowledge and speak about is how much confidence should be a part of your life without external validation. Because like you said, there's things, you know, coming at you from every which way and you are worried about what people will say or, or think, but creating confidence in your life, true, authentic confidence means that you do you without having those thumbs up, those likes, those followers, Mm -hmm. even the people in person saying you look great. Or, you know, that to me is the most important part of creating confidence because you have to feel it inside because at the end of the day, you are the most important person that you need to, you know, feel happy and joyful and positive. And, and it's about you because (laughs) you've got this one life, right? So, um, and, and it's harder and harder to do with as much time as we're all spending online. Um, and, and now reconnecting after the pandemic and going out and, and, going to in-person events and workshops and all of that. (laughs) What's that? That we're only getting older. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, But, but creating that confidence um, and, and feeling good in yourself um, without seeking or worrying about that external validation is, is so powerful. Being a human too, this applies to every age, you know, like, I think that when we were younger, nobody talked about anything. Like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, no offense to my parents. They, they did a great job. Like they, we never like talked about things, you know what I mean? And so we all grew up the way we did, but I already find that I say I'm coaching my kids the exact same way that I'm coaching a lot of adult women. Like it's mm. just, these things are just human nature, no matter what age. So like, I, I find I'm saying the same things to my kids, you know, like to your point, something you said a minute ago, it's like, you know, if little things I do with my kids, we can do them with ourselves. Like, you know, my, my daughter will be picking out clothes or something and, and she'll be hemming and hawing about something. And I'm always like, well, do you like it? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, then that's all that matters. Mm -hmm. Simple as that. doesn't matter if I like it. It doesn't matter if your friend likes it you like it, you're happy in it, wear it. 
or, you know, like my little, my nine-year-old has come home from school and said that like somebody, you know, commented, she's, she's like my most sensitive one. Someone commented on this or that. And I'm like, okay, but like, do you like those sneakers? And she's like, yeah, I just picked them out last week. And I'm like, so who gives crap what the kid at school thinks? Like, you don't need to worry about that. Like you love your sneakers, wear your sneakers. They make you happy. Um, but it applies to adults too. You know what I mean? Like we laugh in, in our house. Like I, I am known for choosing some bold style choices sometimes. <laughs> and I always know who in my house is going to love it and who in my house is going to be like, <laughs> and it was so funny. It's like last summer we were going on vacation and it was this like very kind of like fun, dramatic dress colorful and I mean it had like bananas on it but we were gonna be in Florida and and I came downstairs and like clockwork like my husband and my middle child were like (laughs) my (laughs) oldest will just support anything like my son just like he's a sweetheart he'll just if I like it he's like okay and my youngest is like all about the color and the fun so it's so funny but yeah I saw my my middle and my husband's faces and I was like well I love it. And I feel amazing in it. So it's coming on vacation with us. Get used to the idea. (laughs) (laughs) Bananas and all. (laughs) Yeah. Like own what you like. And I posted a picture of that dress on social media, like blown in the breeze. And that dress got, that picture got more comments and, and things than you would ever have imagined. But if I listened to these schmoes, I would have been dressed in like a white tank top and khaki pants, you know, like, right. So, you know, yeah, just own what you like and just be comfortable with it. It makes, let it make you happy without worrying about what other people. So like, that's a little tip I do with my kids. And and the same is, I think, um, the being comfortable with, with who you are situation comes up a lot with kids too, as much as it does adults. So, you know, I've, I've had this conversation now with each of my kids kind of around the same age, they go through it where, um, someone's being unkind or saying unkind things. And I'm always like, look, it's a twofold process. <laughs> I'm like, look that person dead in the eyes and say, you're hurting my feelings or please don't say that, you know, whatever they're comfortable with. I'll give them a few examples of how they could express that they're upset by what the person said. Um, and I'm like, and it's as simple as that person responds to it and and they stop doing it they realize it hurt you and they stop doing it or they don't and they continue saying nasty things and like well they're just not your friend and that's okay there's Mm -hmm. other people who are going to love you for exactly who you are so instilling those lessons in adults or kids that like be exactly who you are and people will love you and the right people will love you everyone will love you but you'll find the right people who will we have another good segue into the next question. You know, I know we are both moms um, and we, we both have boys and girls, <laughs> but I, I think pulling from my experience, my childhood and the, you know, issues that, that I struggled with in childhood and that carried into adulthood. I mean, I think with the platform and the message that we have, we have such an opportunity to help the next generation yeah. combat 
similar issues and struggles because even though it's 2023, like the root cause of everything is still kind of the same. I mean, maybe amplified a little bit more because of social media, but, and in just technology in general, but what do you think we can do as moms to help the next generation increase their self-esteem and self-worth? Number one is what you just talked about actually communicating and talking about feelings because I was in a similar situation where it was like, we just don't talk. You just shove everything down and deal with it on your own. And that's that, which becomes an issue as you become an adult and have deeper and harder things to deal with. (laughs) Any advice you have, you know, things that we can do. um, I think especially for young girls that are maybe struggling with low self-esteem, low self-worth? I think a couple things. Well, the stuff I just said, but also (laughs) um, a couple other things I feel like come up for me as a mom and raising kids is, is one helping them understand that if someone has said something mean or done something mean, helping them understand it's, it's not, it's never about actually about them. Like that it's really not about your shorts and then not liking your shorts. It's probably a projection of something they're feeling about themselves. Which would have been so helpful as (laughs) young Kristen in middle school, because (laughs) just that sentence right there would have been so helpful. Try to help them understand, like, it's never about you. It's about them. So if someone's picking on you, it's probably because they're feeling bad about themselves they don't know how to recognize it, process it or, or handle it. So, I mean, just classic. So they pick on you. They think that's going to make themselves feel better to make someone else feel bad or make everybody laugh or whatever their whatever the scenario. Um, so just helping kids understand that. So, you know, my, my daughter, my middle is just, just extremely straightforward. <laughs> like my, my oldest is an amazing judge of character and he can see an a-hole coming from (laughs) and he knows how to just avoid and handle and go find his own friends my middle is just very straightforward so like she'll come home from school one day and she's like like her best friend had said something nasty about her that came back to her and she was like she's just so like why would she say that like we're best friends. I don't understand. Like, it's just genuine. Like, why would someone say something mean? I don't understand it. And, um, so, you know, my conversation with her was, I knew this little girl and I'm like, it's not about you. I'm like, she feels insecure and bad about herself because X, Y, Z reasons. I know this. I was like, so it's just immature childish behavior that she's taking out on you where she feels like if she brings someone else down with her she'll feel better about herself I was like it's not not only is it gonna not work for her and I'm like and nor do you have to take it (laughs) so we worked through how to like how to handle it and she was I was like my plan would be to call her why don't you you don't want to do this in school that's not the appropriate setting I was like why don't you FaceTime her or something and and just say like, I don't understand why you would say that about me. Like it, it got back to me and my feelings are really hurt and it's not even true. Like I just, you know, and she was like, but I'm, I'm going to cry if I do. Mm. And I was like, that's okay. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's okay for her to see you cry and see how upset her words made you. And she's like, oh. 
And like, she hemmed and hawed and she did it that night. She came back. I was like, you want me to sit with you? She's like, no, I'll go do it. (laughs) Came back and she was like, we were both hysterically crying. And the friend was like, I'm sorry, it isn't about you. Like, you know, it was just like Mm -hmm. helping our kids work through things. Because what I could have said is, oh, she's a bitch. Don't listen to her. I could have just said that. Like, that's not, that's not helpful to anybody. So just like trying to help our kids understand that usually nasty behaviors are is just a projection of the other person's insecurities or whatever they're going through and, and try and help them work through that in like a healthy manner. Um, um, gosh, and now because they said that, I forgot I had one other really simple tip. Oh, you know what? That is just like be supportive. Like we're our own harsh, harshest critics you know this that's what this whole conversation's about we're our harshest critics so like just lift your kids up always lift your kids up tell them they're beautiful give them the extra hug compliment I mean my girls pretty much only wear ponytails and I'm still like oh your hair looks pretty today mm-hmm. I mean, just compliment them boost them you know I coach a lot of youth sports and I get so upset with the parents on my team because they they scream at their kids from the sidelines and the kid is crying. And I'm like, hi, your kid's not helping my team when she's crying on the court, please stop yelling. And my point to the parents and I've had to lecture parents and have meetings about it is like, the kid knows when she makes a mistake, she already feels bad enough. What she doesn't need is you screaming like a lunatic from the sideline. She knows what she needs you to say is you get it next time. Let that go. Mm -hmm. Just like, recognizing like our kids just need love and support just give them love and support yeah just yesterday in my therapy session my therapist was talking about um this was her mother's day gift to me was that she had done a seminar research group or something at at a high school recently and uh they were filling out a survey and a very large majority, I don't know if she gave a percentage or not, but a very large majority had filled out, uh, there was a question on the on the worksheet of, um, are you okay? Are you struggling with something? Do you need help with something? And, you know, a large majority had responded that this was the first time that someone had ask them those specific questions. Yeah. And they were in high school and she, the the part of the mother's day gift was that she knew through working together that I have made an effort to connect with my kids, communicate with my kids and help, help them with their feelings and their emotions and their struggles. And she wanted me to know that because she knew that my kids would not get to be high school age and not before someone asked, how are they? Is there any, do you need help? Are you okay? Like, and, and that was so meaningful um, to me and also so powerful. And I'm glad that you brought that up because all of this work that we're both doing and that you know, hopefully we can inspire others to do building their confidence, creating it in their life. I hope that a motivator can be if, if they're not moms yet, but they have an influence of some sort on young kids that, that they 
do the work and lean into it because it can set such a good example for those yeah. young people. Yeah. Because we are the first generation that are open about things like huh? this. <laughs> yeah. The talk and then have tough conversations about image and mental health and what a great gift that we are able to give the next generation because yeah. of our ability to be open and vulnerable yeah. and authentic. I mean, I realize this is like a little aloof because he's a celebrity, but like, just because I just happened to see it, but like just happened to see yesterday. And it was like a quote by Heath Ledger. And it was like, everybody's always asking, are you married? When are you having kids? How is your job? No one ever <laughs> asks, are you happy? How, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. No, it is true. <laughs> yeah. And with a genuine care too, yeah. not just like, yeah. In well, passing or, yeah, yeah. Like a, um, a pleasantry. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, I think you're spot on like being in tune with your kids, is like huge. Like I can tell by looking at one of my kids, if, if something's off. So just pushing to be like, I can tell something is on your mind. Like, just tell me and have helping them understand like that they have somebody always that they can come talk to, whether they feel like it's silly or huge or embarrassing. Like if we ask, we continue to ask, then at least they'll always have in their mind that, that they can come talk to us. And setting that foundation young is, is really, really beneficial. I think. Yeah. So we kind of right. got onto kids instead of women, but it all, <laughs> no, it's, I all, mean, it's all human problems. It's all the same thing. You know what I mean? Any age. <laughs> yeah. But I think just the point is that as women, we, we have the ability to, to really shape young people who will turn into women one day. And, and, and I see it sometimes in the work that I do, obviously leaning into more of the body image issues and just after I, I gave my first workshop a couple of weeks ago and I had feedback from, you know, a handful of women that were there saying, these are, these are the topics of conversation. These are the tough conversations that need to be had with teens and young girls. And, and showing by example, like, you know, I mean, if you're not motivated to, to be a competent woman because yourself like just for yourself motivate yourself to be confident and make bold choices and do the things for whoever you're setting that example for like I don't even necessarily think about my daughters in relation to the choices I'm making because I'm just I'm just making them because they seem like the right choices for me but it's a common comment that people are like you're setting such a good example for your daughters like have the confidence to try this, to want that, to search for this, to go after that and not just sit there stuck, right. possibly unhappy, but that's the easy way. You know, like a lot of people mm -hmm. stay in jobs and, and do the same things, not because they're finding fulfillment or joy, but just because it's simple or it's because like, well, that's what I got my school degree in. So I should be doing that. <laughs> right. Like, no, there's, there's more to life than simply just going through the motions and 
yeah you know the bare minimum um, but you need confidence to like step outside <laughs> that box so exactly it's exactly it does it all comes back <laughs> to it right it does. it's I mean that's the thing is like when on coaching this team it's hilarious because they all they all come up with 80 million different excuses and it just made me laugh over time I'm like you ladies can give me all the excuses in the world why you're not successful at the root of 98% of those excuses is some kind of confidence issue. Mm -hmm. You're not confident in your product. You're not confident in yourself. You're not confident in what you're saying, whatever it is. It's like, it's, it all boils down to some confidence issue. Right. And that's why they have you to up with them <laughs> and give them the courage to uh, become who, who they are meant to be. So we are just approaching time, but I wanted to ask you my signature question that I ask all of my guests. And it is, if you could turn back time and talk to your younger self, what would you tell her? I mean, I've always been like a pretty um, bold, not really care what people think type of person. So I don't really need to give her that advice, <laughs> but um, I think it would be, I wish I had taken like a little bit more time and realized it was okay to explore what I liked doing to make that into like a career path or a, a life path. Like I think back then or where I came from, it was like you either went to business school, law school, <laughs> or, or like medical school. You're either like a doctor, you know, it was just like everybody had to fit in these very neat boxes. So um I don't regret one second going to law school. I loved the law classes I took in college, but I doubled in psychology and I loved my psych classes and looking where I am today, like maybe I should have looked into psych because that kind of seems to relate more to, to what I'm doing right now. But, um, but, you know, I just kind of rushed into this path without thinking, without much guidance. And I wish, and it kind of does relate to confidence because I, I wish like back then I'd, I'd known to just step back for a minute and think like, what are my strengths? What are the things that I love? And then figure out how to turn that into a career. So I realize it's kind of more career path than, than a confidence related thing, but it still relates. Like back then I didn't have like the know-how or, or the confidence to be like, I could turn, you know, my personality into this, you know, it's, you just, I just did what, what, like, I felt like you're supposed to do <laughs> I marched along doing my thing. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that goes back to like how now we, we talk more as a generation mm -hmm. and to our kids. So like, I already have these conversations with my kids where I'm like, I don't care if you do go to college, if you, one of them loves cooking, I'm like go get a food truck. If you want, <laughs> like, you're, <amazing. laughs> you're only 14, like, I don't, you know what I mean? Just like helping them understand there's, there's so much possibility out there. It's like, just, you know, have the, have the drive and the freedom and the confidence to go explore it and find, find joy. Well, thank you so much for being here today. I really loved this conversation. And if you want, why don't you go ahead and share where people can find you on social and also anything that you have going on, any programs or, uh, it's very tricky, you guys. <laughs> Everything is just my name. <laughs> when, when I started my blog, somebody was like, you don't know where this is going to go over the years. So just use your name. Have your brand be your name. And I was like, okay. And I don't have something catchy like 
goss boss. <laughs> my last name's Edgerly. I don't know what you like rhyme with that. So <laughs> social media, my website even is just sallyedgerly.com. That's where I explore all the confidence stuff and programs. I have a lot of programs, but kind of what I'm having fun doing right now is this, I just do a $10 weekly training um, because I got into it because the flow of that, because economy is kind of hard and it's hard to invest sometimes like in big programs. Um, so this is kind of fun and light. Every week has a different topic. It's just a $10 training. Um, and throughout the week on social, I touch on what we're going to be discussing and give some examples along the way. And then we have a training on Friday usually. So um, that's a fun one you know, low commitment. <laughs> um, but you can find me on social. I, I really, it's just all my names on my name on Facebook and Instagram and um, TikTok. Amazing. Uh, I'd love to see some of you guys there. And, and I would say like, I know my advice going back to teenage me was, was a little different, but if I could go talk to like 90% of my teenage friends, what I would say to them is stop giving a shit what other people think. <laughs> And, and I'm going to leave you with this example. My best friend, I got to change names here. My best friend, Megan, um, one time she was all flustered because she's like, oh, what is, what is Mary going to think? And I looked at her and I was like, who's a shit what Mary thinks? And just in that instant, she was like, you're right. Why do I give a shit what Mary thinks? And I was like, I don't. And she's like, I don't. Me neither. And I swear to God, like, that was the moment that flipped her switch and she never thought about what anybody thought again. <laughs> Sometimes it could be that simple to just like flip the switch. <laughs> so that's what I would say to most teenage girls is like, girl, you're perfect. Just how you are. Don't worry about anybody else. Yes. Claps for that. For sure. We well, all thank need you for that. Having me. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for being here and, and sharing your, your words of wisdom. And I encourage everyone to go check out Sally on social and her website and grab one of her programs, kick off your confidence journey and get to embrace who you are and live your best life because of it.